Hello, everyone, and welcome to the eighth episode of the DCL Dude Podcast. In this episode, and in the next couple of episodes, I'm going to be talking about the best things that Disney Cruise Line has to offer, and really, probably one of the main reasons that um, most of us choose to go on cruises, and that is the ships in the Disney Cruise Line fleet. I wanted to do a show that gives kind of a general overview of all the ships and just to talk about which what each one has to offer, but wanted to try to figure out a way to do that without just listing off different facts about each one because honestly you could get that information <laughs> from really a ton of other sources and uh and so i just wanted to um maybe try to do something fun and so what i'm going to do is to pit each of the ships against one another uh, in a in a tournament style competition where one ship will ultimately be declared the the quote unquote winner based on a few categories that I've come up with. Um, so in this episode, we're going to start with the Dream Class ships, uh, the Disney Dream versus the Disney Fantasy. Uh, in episode nine, then I'll discuss the classic ships and the similarities and the differences between uh, those two and then finally in episode 10 i'll match the the dream class winner up against the classic ship winner so there's definitely no perfect way uh of doing this no no easy way of comparing the four ships and i actually found it really really difficult um i love all of them and each definitely has its advantages uh, and qualities that that set them apart from the others uh so in order to crown a winner I have come up with seven categories where I will group almost everything there is to know about the ships. Uh, and those seven categories are dining, stage shows, pool decks, kids, your kids' activities, shopping, adult activities, and itineraries. And after I give all the information in each category, um, I'll give my opinion about what sets one ship apart from the other within that given category. And then I'll, I'll determine which ship is the winner based on how many category wins that ship has. Yes, yes, very scientific, I know. Now, one very important thing to remember here is that these are my opinions, uh, and I'm not, I'm not weighing any single category more than the others. People may think that a, a better pool deck should outweigh a better onboard shopping experience, for example, but uh, I'm not going, <laughs> I'm not going to get that technical. So this episode is just meant to be informational, um, but to also provide uh, a fun little twist. Um, please also keep in mind that this will definitely not cover all the relevant details uh, and information. You could probably do a four-hour show <laughs> with all this information and still not cover everything but who wants to listen to um, a four-hour podcast or maybe you do I don't know um, but I'm attempting to bunch everything you can do on a Disney cruise into seven categories and fit it into a 30 to 40 minute um, episode so we'll see how I do um, and here we go so I wanted to start with just some general information about each of the ships. So um, as you know, Disney's two dream class ships um, are the Disney Dream and the Disney Fantasy. And um, they are the larger uh, ships in the fleet. 
Um, the Disney Dream was the first Dream class ship of the Disney Cruise Line fleet, uh, and sailed its maiden voyage on January 26, 2011. Now, one of the, so the differences between the Dream and the Fantasy, um, just in terms of physical appearance. So, Admiral Donald is the the statue in the the atrium lobby. Um, Captain Mickey is on the ship's bow. And just as a side note here, if you if you've never had a chance to take a look at the scroll work on the bows of the ships, make sure you you take the time to check it out uh, on your next cruise. There's some fun details that you might not otherwise notice if you don't look closely at it. I I've always loved the scroll work on the bows, um, and it's always been one of my favorite parts of the decor of the ships. Um, so take a look next time you're on um, on a cruise. So moving along here, Sorcerer Mickey is uh, is hanging uh, on the stern of the of the dream, and there is an Art Deco style decor throughout uh, throughout the ship. And on the Fantasy, so the Fantasy's maiden voyage was on March thirty first, two thousand twelve. So um, just about a full. Um, a little over a full year later, the 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 Disney Fantasy made its debut, um, and the Disney Fantasy has Mademoiselle Minnie uh, statue in the atrium lobby, Sorcerer Mickey on the ship's bow, uh, and Dumbo and Timothy are are hanging from the ship's stern, and the Fantasy features an Art Nouveau style decor. Both ships have 14 decks, hold 4,000 passengers, have 1,250 staterooms, and are approximately 40% larger um, than its sister classic ships. And so I want to move into the first category uh, that we're going to be discussing, and that is dining. Now, there are, as is the case with uh, all the ships across the fleet, there are three main dining restaurants on both um, the Disney Dream and the Disney Fantasy. On the Disney Dream, the first restaurant that you come to when you enter um, in t- through the main atrium is the Royal Palace. And on the Fantasy, it is called the Royal Court. So different names, but very similar um very similar restaurants. You'll see the same menus. Both are French-inspired um, and are inspired by Disney princess films. And you will notice that they are designed to look like palaces or the inside of the palaces with beautiful chandeliers hung everywhere and tile mosaics of different princesses. And the the the, de- the decorations within these two restaurants are really um, are really are really neat. They they you can tell they put a lot of time into putting those those tile mosaics together and they're really um, really something to look at so it, it's fun to, to, to be seated near one of those so you can really look at the the details of those um, each of these restaurants are available for both breakfast lunch and dinner you if you choose to dine in one of these restaurants during breakfast it's more of a of a sit-down breakfast you're, you're presented a menu and a waiter comes um, and and you place your order with them, whereas it's it's a little bit different in um, in the you know in the Enchanted Garden where it's it's buffet style. You're still seated when you first enter, but um, it's buffet style, and you just bring your plates um, back to your seats with you. Next is the Enchanted Garden. So 
these restaurants again same for uh, for both the fantasy and the dream they are inspired by french gardens in versailles and they are designed to feel kind of like an outdoor gazebo so when you enter the restaurants it's really cool it's it really feels like you're you're entering um, an outdoor garden the the main feature of course is the the mickey fountain at the center of the restaurant which is the first thing you see um, when you walk in but uh, everywhere else there are um, these flower lights that sort of bloom as the as the dinner goes on um, there's white trellises and ornamental posts and the ceiling kind of transforms throughout the the dinner um, where you when you walk in it's sort of a a blue sky and kind of transforms into uh, a starry evening as you as you go throughout dinner so it's really really a cool restaurant and one that I always uh, enjoy eating in Next, of course, is Animator's Palette, which is a restaurant that um, is featured on all four of the of the ships. Um, they are a little bit different on all the ships, uh, which I'll I'll attempt to get into um, a little bit. Um, so on the Dream and on the Fantasy, there are TV screens all throughout the restaurant that um, that kind of make up the walls, and they are all themed differently depending on the night that you're dining in the restaurant. So one night um, there will be Finding Nemo characters that will visit the tables um, and they'll interact with the guests and you'll kind of see different characters floating around the room. And so that's that's one of the nights. And then on another night, if it happens to be pirate night, all the, the screens and all the theming is based on pirates. So a lot of Pirates of the Caribbean um, artwork on the on the screens and on the fantasy, and, and this, in my opinion, is what sets the fantasy um, apart a little bit in terms of the main dining restaurants, is the animation magic show that's on the fantasy. So um, you are given a placemat when you walk into Animator's Palette, and the they ask you to draw a character on your placemat, and then you turn your placemat in to the waiters, uh, and using Disney's software, like only Disney can, they they take your drawing and they they animate it. And so at the end of the uh, of your dinner, there is a special show that takes place um, on the screens, and you can see your character come to life, and your name will be featured. And it's it's like you're uh, you're an artist for your own um, your own show. So it's, it's really a cool experience and, and one that I wish was on all, all four of the ships. Cause I, I really enjoyed it. I know my whole family really enjoys it as well. Another restaurant that is available on all four ships in the fleet is Palo. And as you are probably aware, Palo is the, um, adults only signature dining, uh, restaurant on the ships and requires uh, advanced reservations. And one of the things that makes Palo really unique and really special, um, aside from the fact that the food is really good and um, and it's an adult-only experience, is the just the location of it. So it's located in the aft of the ships um, and provides a panoramic ocean view um, from the restaurant. So I think I think the, the Disney Cruise Line website would tell you that it provides um, a 270 degree 
view of the ocean. And so while you're sitting there having your 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 fine dining, it's it's really it's, it really offers a really nice view of the ocean. And if you are lucky enough to get a reservation during the sunset, it's just it's it's really 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 um, spectacular to to have a reservation uh, at sunset. Um, Palo is available for both brunch and dinner. Um, and like I said, advanced reservations are required and it is a $30 charge per person. Another nice thing about the Dream Class ships is that there are two adults only fine dining options available. Remy is the other restaurant available on the Disney Dream. Uh, and the Disney Fantasy, and offers a French-inspired menu and is named for Remy, the, the main character from the Disney Pixar animated film Ratatouille. Um, and it's also themed based on, on the movie as well. And Ratatouille probably is, is my favorite Disney Pixar film, so I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of Ratatouille. Remy is a bit more expensive than Paulo, and... Um, is comprised of multiple tasting courses. There's also the option to do a wine pairing uh, with your dinner for an additional fee, and there are um, some other uh, brunch and dessert tasting options as well. And as if the <laughs> the restaurants I mentioned uh, were not enough, the ships also feature Cabanas, which is a buffet-style restaurant that always serves an assortment of different dishes. Um, Cabanas is open for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. So if your your family's not in the mood to do a, a full sit down meal or, or has somewhere they need to be, Cabanas is definitely a great option. And the food is is actually really good. It's always our first stop as soon as we as soon as we board the ships. And of course, in addition to Cabanas, each of the ships has several different quick service dining areas that that are available throughout the day where you can grab something quick like pizza, burgers, sandwiches, etc. Um, so that pretty much takes care of the dining options that are available on the Disney Dream and the Disney Fantasy. Um, and so now it's time to award the first point in the, the Dream versus Fantasy face-off. As I mentioned earlier, the, the dining experiences are all very similar on each of the ships, but it's the animation magic show in Animator's Palette, for me, that gives the slight nod in the dining category to the Disney Fantasy. So the next category that we'll discuss is adult activities. I get asked all the time, if I don't have kids, would I still enjoy a Disney cruise? And I usually roll my eyes before <laughs> giving the definitive yes. Just kidding, I don't really roll my eyes. But if you've been on a Disney cruise before, you know that there's so much for adults to do. And aside from all the things that take place throughout the day like yoga classes wine tastings mixology classes um, and even things like trivia art shows uh, I'm, I'm more focusing on the adult only spaces and, and the differences between them uh, on the two ships so on the dream the adult areas is called uh, the district which is made up of various nightclubs and bars uh, that are all interconnected and are located on deck four aft. The district lounge is a piano bar that features live music and entertainment. Um, the pink 
wine and champagne bar is a, it's a really cool bar and it, it features champagne and other cocktails and is designed to make guests feel like they are sitting inside a glass or a bottle of champagne. The lighting is very bright. Um, the, the architecture is curved. There's no sharp, sharp angles, um, and is accented by light shades of pink with other bubbly, uh, decor. So really a cool bar and a cool experience inside the, the pink wine and champagne bar. Skyline is another bar uh, in the in the district that features changing views of some of the world's um, most famous and, and iconic city skylines, and it's really cool because you can you can sit at the bar and the skylines that are that are featured change about every fifteen minutes, and if you look really closely, you'll notice that the the skylines are are very lifelike and and animated. Um, you can see cars moving. There's people walking around in the streets, um, and maybe even a few more surprises if you look really closely. So, uh, definitely a cool bar to check out. The Evolution Lounge um, is an area that is open to all guests during the day um, for activities like dance classes, bingo, arts and crafts, and things like that. But at night, it's a it's a modern and trendy nightclub for for adults offering events like karaoke um, comedy acts adult game shows and, and dancing um, so that's a fun place to check out and pub 687 is sort of your classic sports bar um, that's outfitted with flat screen tvs where they'll show live um, sporting events so it's definitely a great place to to grab a drink, watch um, watch your favorite sports team, and just uh, and just relax. So, um, Pub Six Eighty Seven during the day also hosts family events like trivia, um, but is for adults only, beginning sometime uh, sometime in the evening. The Fantasy has similar venues, but obviously are named differently. The adult area on the Fantasy is called Europa. Um, and is designed or, or the is themed to sort of transform transform guests to different nightclubs and and lounges in Europe. <laughs> and uh, Europa is also located on deck four aft. Um, and my favorite lounge in on the fantasy in Europa is La Piazza, which, Features live music and is inspired by Italian cities and plazas, but the main feature uh, is a bar that looks like a carousel. So it's really kind of the first thing you see when you're walking toward um, the Europa area, and it's it's a really cool bar. And when you step out of the back of La Piazza, heading more toward the aft of the ship. Um, you step into this area that kind of resembles an outdoor European bistro. They have um, bistro dining areas set up there, and it, it, it's it's really cool. And um, so when you step out of that, it brings you to the entrance of Ulala, <laughs> which is uh, the fantasy's champagne um, and cocktail bar. So both Pink, uh, the one on the Dream, and Ulala have sort of more of a romantic setting and ooh la la features 
Victorian furniture and, and is designed actually to resemble the inside of a jewelry box. So it's a, that's a cool, um, a cool bar. The Tube is the Fantasies Dance Club um, and is designed to resemble London's public um, transportation system, which is also called the Tube, um, and is heavily London-themed. There's a a Big Ben-inspired bar. There's a London flag illuminated on the floor. So you'll definitely notice the, the British theming all throughout the Tube. And it hosts similar events during the day um, and in the evening as those in Evolution on the Dream um, and transforms into a modern adults-only nightclub uh, in the evening. O'Gill's is the pub on the fantasy and and closely resembles an Irish neighborhood pub with its dark woods, um, its brass accents, and four-leaf clovers scattered throughout the venue. O'Gills also has several flat screen TVs where the where, where they broadcast live sporting events. So similar to um, Pub 687 on on the Dream, uh, they'll show your favorite sports teams there. So it's a great place to go do that. Um, and finally, the Fantasy also has a Skyline Bar that is more or less the same as the one on the Dream. Also, just as an FYI, there there are other adult only places you know to just get a drink and relax. Um, that are similar on both ships, like Currents, uh, the Cove Cafe, Bon Voyage, the Vista Cafe. So those those um, places you can find throughout the ships. Um, but I didn't really get into specific details um, on those for these episodes. So just to recap, I prefer the Fantasies La Piazza to the Dreams District Lounge, um, the Dreams Pink Wine and Champagne Bar to the Fantasies Ooh La La, the Fantasies Tube Lounge to the Dreams Evolution Lounge, uh, and the Dreams Pub 687 to Fantasies O'Gills. And Skyline Bars are basically washed because they're more or less the same. So this means, if you're keeping track, (laughs) that I have two votes for the Dream and two votes for the Fantasy, but I am going to give the nod to the Fantasy um, in the adult activities category because I, I like the overall theming of of Europa better than I like um, the theming of the district on the dream. Moving right along, the next category is stage shows. And for the purposes of this episode, I'm just going to focus solely on the Broadway style performances. So each of the ships offers other productions in the Walt Disney Theater, but they change often and also depend kind of on the itinerary that you're sailing. And for the most part, the stage shows are pretty constant and are performed on all the sailings, regardless of the itinerary. So the first thing I wanted to mention is that the the Broadway-style stage shows take place in the Walt Disney Theater on all the ships across the fleet. And the theater is beautiful and, and definitely makes you feel like you're watching a show on Broadway. Um, because the Dream and the Fantasy are, are larger ships than the others, the, the Walt Disney Theater is also quite a bit larger and has two levels um, similar to uh, an orchestra and mezzanine section uh, in Broadway theaters. And the Broadway-style stage shows are some of the best entertainment you will get at sea. And it's always amazing to me um, what they're able to do with, with what little space they have. And, and they're just a lot of fun. And... Both the fantasy and the dream 
um, currently offer two original projection uh, productions along with one show that is inspired by a film. So the the fantasy features Aladdin, a musical spectacular, which, of course, is based on the animated Disney classic Aladdin. The show features all your favorite Aladdin characters and songs and and really does a great job at, at closely mimicking the movie. And the fantasy also features Disney Wishes, which is described as an enchanting musical about growing up and staying young at heart, and also Disney's Believe, which is described as a spellbounding, excuse me, spellbinding musical about a workaholic father who reconnects with his daughter through a little Disney magic. I didn't really want to go into any more detail than that for those two shows, but I I will say that. They feature many of your favorite Disney characters from a multitude of Disney films, um, along with all your favorite songs. So you definitely want to check those shows out. Um, And you can probably expect a few surprises mixed in there as well. The Dream currently features a Beauty and the Beast stage show, um, which made its debut in late October or early November of 2017. I can't remember the exact date. Um, I was actually on the Dream a few sailings before it debuted, and and when it was first announced, I was pretty bummed that um, to find out that I was going I was going to just barely miss it. The show is inspired by the recently released live action theatrical version of Beauty and the Beast and has been receiving really positive reviews um, from everything that I've seen and read. So I'm very much looking forward to the next time that we sail on the dream so that um, so that we can watch that show. And I mentioned earlier that for the most part, the all the stage shows are shown on um, the ships regardless of the itinerary. But Disney Cruise Line has recently been um, doing a lot of back-to-back nights with the Beauty and the Beast show. Um, and are performing that show instead of um, the next show I'm going to talk about, which is the Golden Mickeys, um, which so people have mixed thoughts on, on that, on the fact that they're doing the back-to-back um, showings. I think maybe because it's so new, maybe they're trying to give people the chance to see it more than once or maybe trying to... Um, deal with the 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 number of people that are going to the shows i don't know what the reason is um but there's definitely mixed reviews about that but the golden mickeys um which actually i think has been around since i first started sailing with with disney cruise line i think that was on uh, one of the shows on my first sailing it's based on a hollywood style award show um, with appearances by all your favorite Disney characters and, and pays tribute to to many of the classic Disney films. And The Dream rounds out its trio of stage shows with Disney's Believe, um, which is similar to the one that's offered on the fantasy. So as I was going through these, I was trying to figure out um, which one I was going to declare the winner, and I found it really difficult um, because I, I very much enjoy all of the shows that I mentioned. However, in the spirit of competition, um, and even though I haven't seen one of the shows, I haven't seen Beauty and the Beast yet, I've awarded the point in the stage shows category to The Dream um, because I just think it offers a better variety than the shows on the fantasy. 
each of the shows on the dream are are really very different than the others and i i feel a little bit like um on the fantasy disney wishes and Disney's and Disney's Believe, even though they're both really good by themselves, they're they're sort of similar in terms of um, in terms of the content of the shows. So, the 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 stage show point goes to the Disney Dream. Next up is shopping, and I am specifically referring to onboard shopping. It would definitely be impossible to go through all of the shopping options um, at all of the different ports of call. So. For the most part, the merchandise shops on the two ships are are almost identical with one main difference, and I'll get into that in a second. Um, the main shopping area on the ships are the storefronts right outside the Walt Disney Theater, and it always... <laughs> they always suck us in. My family visits the uh, these stores multiple, multiple times um, on, on the sailings. And every night that we go to one of the shows in the Walt Disney Theater. Um, but there you will find Sea Treasures, which contains Disney Cruise Line themed apparel, gifts, and other collectibles that, that can only be found on board. And you'll also find Mickey's Main Sale, which is, is more like your classic Disney store uh, with DCL branded merchandise, costumes, and other accessories like that. Whitecaps is the other shop outside of Walt Disney, um, outside of the Walt Disney Theater, and contains higher end gifts like fine jewelry, designer handbags, fragrances, premium liqueurs, and and some um, and some other DCL branded mer- merchandise. Interestingly enough, this this shop also contains a convenience store like section where where you can find many of your basic necessities like hygienic products, aloe, first aid, and other miscellaneous sundries. It, it it's a really great section to visit when you forgot your toothbrush at home and you're going to be at sea for two consecutive days. So it's nice that they have kind of those uh, those everyday necessities available to you. Both ships also have shutters, which is where you will find all of the pictures that um, that the photographers take throughout your voyage. So anytime you take a picture with a photographer um, and you give them your key to the world card and they and they scan it, you will find a, a proof of those pictures um, for you to take a look at at shutters. They also do use facial recognition software sometimes. Um, so if you don't always give them your card, they, they can still get the the pictures to the right place um but don't be surprised if you if you end up with someone else's pictures um with yours i've had that happen to to me a couple times and it's it's always kind of funny um there are there's many different photo packages that are available to you and and if you're interested and and you um and you know that you're going to want to to purchase pictures while you're um while you're on board you can you can prepay for some of them before you sail uh and i'll help you save a little bit of money the vista gallery is another fun place to visit on both the ships uh, and contains unique disney and and disney cruise line themed artwork uh, from many many different artists and the artwork is available for purchase um, but is also very fun just to browse through the area my wife and I love to go through it and pretend that we were some sort of art collectors uh, because all we talk about is how much we wish we could bring uh, bring home some of our favorite pieces. But unfortunately, most of them are, are well, well outside of our price range. 
And finally, to wrap up the the shopping category, um, in early 2017, after its dry dock, the Fantasy revealed a new Tiffany & Co. boutique, which um, took the place of the Vista Art Gallery on the Fantasy. I was not a big fan of this update because I kind of felt like it took up um, otherwise valuable space and did not feel, to me anyway, um, like the type of retailer that was sort of geared toward Disney Cruise Line. But there are definitely people who are <laughs> way smarter than me who, who decided this was a good idea. So so we just have to deal with it now. But um, this forced the Vista Gallery to be moved down to Deck 2, uh, where you can see the art displayed outside of the Enchanted Garden. To me, this was not a great solution for the Vista Gallery because it, it felt like uh, it, it was just kind of shoved into an available space. And for this reason alone, <laughs> the, the dream is awarded my shopping category point. So just to recap, we're a little more than halfway through our categories. And so far, we are tied at two each. So the next category that we're going to discuss is the pool decks. And the pool decks on both the Dream and the Fantasy are very similar. Um, both contain a Mickey pool, which is, of course, the, the pool for the, the littler kids and has the Mickey slide that um, is just outside the pool areas. And that's located more toward the aft of the ship. Uh, in, at midship is Donald's pool on both the ships, and that's the pool that... It always gets covered whenever there's something going on on deck. That's where the sail away party is, and and that's where funnel vision is. So it's always, it's fun to to pull up a chair um, and let the kids kind of splash around in the pool while there's a movie on. I really enjoy doing that, and I actually like going out there um, in the evenings as well. If there's a, a movie on that that I'm interested in, I'll I'll pull up a chair and and grab a blanket from our um, from our stateroom bed and and just go out there and lay on one of the chairs and watch the movie. Um, under the stars. So that's always something really fun that, that I like to do. Um, and of course, uh, at the forward part of the ship is the adults only area. Um, so that's where the Quiet Cove pool is. Um, it contains the, the satellite falls and there's some bars up there as well. So I, I could have mentioned this, this part in the adults uh, activities section, but like I said, I was sort of focused on the the venues for that area but um, there is that option available for adults to kind of just get away and and uh, and be away from the kids and if you've and if you've been over to that area it's kind of nice because the the other parts of the pool decks the around the mickey pool and around the donald pool get very very crowded during the day and especially um, days at sea and there's a lot of kids a lot of families but when you're up at the at the forward part of the ship um, in in the quiet cove area it's it's really pretty peaceful there's not a lot of noise um, and you and you can really just kind of pull up a chair and relax if if that's something that you're interested in so that's always a nice nice option for for the adults of course the the dream class ships uh, also have the aqueduct I think I have <laughs> made my um, made it very clear that I'm a big fan of the aqueducts and uh, and so that's something that's available on these ships. Both ships also have a Nemo's Reef area which is a splash pad for for the really young kids and 
on the last sailing that we were on, this was one of my one of my son's favorite things to do. Um, they have fountains and and little ne- Finding Nemo characters that are that are squirting out water, and they have little slides in there. Um, so that's a really cool place for the really young kids to to hang out. And uh, so the one area that that they're very different. Um, the, the Disney fantasy has an aqua lab section, which is located, um, on deck 12 aft. And the basis of the aqua lab is that, uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie devised a series of interactive water experiments that are really just designed to drench anyone who has entered the lab. So there's buckets that are pouring on you there's pop-up jets there's sprinklers everywhere um all things like that and and the there there's all these interactive moving wheels and levers that that give kids the kind of the impression that they're controlling some of the water features so um really a cool area on the fantasy and 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 one that one that the kids really like and and there's also a wading pool um that has a fountain that is for kind of the little ones. So if you have older kids who who like to to visit the visit the Aqua Lab area, they can um, you can you can bring your your really young ones there as well to just kind of hang out and and play in the waiting pool. So the the Aqua Lab is is something that I think sets the the Disney Fantasy apart from um, the Disney Dream. It's some it's just one additional option that that the kids have, um, and especially like I said, during days at sea, when it gets really crowded on the pool decks, it's, it's nice to have just one more area where the crowds can be dispersed to. So for that reason, the Disney fantasy gets the nod, um, in the pool decks category. The next category is kids activities and I'll kind of go youngest to oldest. So if you have a child ages six months to three years old, you have the option of bringing them to the It's a Small World Nursery where they have expert Disney counselors who are ready to take your kids and and just have fun with them while you enjoy some time by yourselves. Depending on the age of your kids, they'll um, they'll play games, they'll make crafts, they'll watch movies, and and even even take naps if if they're uh, if they're ready to do that. Um, and they really they really do a good job at um, at entertaining your your really young young children. There is an additional there is a, a an hourly fee that's charged to to bring your kids to the the nursery. Um, so there is that to keep in mind. The next, uh, level up is for kids ages three to 12. So if you have a three-year-old that's sort of, um, kind of on that borderline, depending on how, um, how, how comfortable you are bringing them to the nursery versus one of the kids clubs on the Disney dream and Disney fantasy, they have both the Oceaneer club and the Oceaneer lab. They are a little bit different between the two. And in one of my earlier episodes, I think it was episode three, the 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 four night Bahamian cruise trip report, I kind of went through all the different sections of the Oceaneer Club and the Oceaneer Lab on the Dream, but they have Andy's room, which is themed off of Andy's room from Toy Story. They have kind of life size um, uh, characters from the movie that that kids can can climb on and play on. 
They also have a Disney Infinity game room with kind of video games and other other uh, computer computer games that, that the kids can play. There's a Pixie Hollow section, which it, it contains um, a section where kids can do arts and crafts. They can play dress up, and there's also some other um, some other computer games that you can play there as well. And of course, you can also drive um, or pilot the the Millennium Falcon. Um, on the in the Oceaneer Club, on the Disney Dream, uh, in the Oceaneer Lab, that's that's another section where they do kind of arts and crafts, and they have um, they do different activities for the kids. So that's another section that um, that the kids can go to. On the Disney Fantasy, the Oceaneer Club also has Andy's room and Pixie Hollow, and there's a Star Wars command post, but the Disney Fantasy also has a Marvel Superhero um, Academy uh, section. So the kids can essentially become an Avenger and learn um, the true meaning of becoming a superhero and and having superpowers. Um, And so there's just, there's immersive sort of gaming and inter- interactive things that, that the kids can do um, in the kids club on the um, on the Disney Fantasy. So that's that's pretty cool. Both the ships also have a section for the teenagers, which is called Edge. And it's a Edge is a really um, is a really cool hangout place for the kids because obviously when <laughs> when you have teenagers they don't uh they don't want to have anything to do with their with their parents so they want to have a place that they can go and hang out with the other teenagers so that's that's a place that they can do that um both the ships also have a goofy sports deck and even though i have this in the the kids section i like to go up on the, the sports deck and and play some basketball every once in a while they have um, like free throw competitions and knockout competitions and things like that on the sports deck. Um, but they also have kind of a, a netted off area where sometimes they'll set up volleyball nets or they'll have um, soccer goals and different sporting events. So that's cool. And they also have um, mini golf sections uh, at the after the ship as well. So Goofy Sports Deck's pretty cool. It's fun to check out kind of. Um, we usually we usually head over there on our sea days just to kind of mix it up a little bit, but the um, ships also contain the midship detective agency, which is kind of the 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 interactive scavenger hunts that that take place throughout the ships. So that's a lot of fun, a lot of fun things for for the kids to do um, on the ships. I it's difficult to distinguish between the two um, between the two ships. I really like the Oceaneer Club on the Fantasy. I like that it that it has the Marvel Superhero Academy. I know the the kids really like that. Um, so I will give the point in the kids activities to the Disney Fantasy. And finally, our seventh and final category is itineraries. And this is something that is very relevant to anyone who takes a Disney cruise because obviously the itinerary has to um, to fit into your schedule and it ha- and price is also a factor and also just what kind of experience do you want to have. So the dream has three and four mostly three and four night sailings out of Port Canaveral to Nassau and Castaway Key. It's pretty standard. That's probably what um, 80 to 90% of their sailings are. But in 2018, 
the the dream also offers 11 total um, four and five night sailings featuring two stops at Castaway Key. So historically, the number of itineraries with two stops at at Disney's private island um, were pretty limited, and so I'm sure guests were were very happy to find out that there were were many more double dips um, offered this year, and and that's probably based on guest feedback because I know those are very popular sailings, and uh, it's it's nice that that the Dream does these because it kind of mixes up the itineraries and gives them a little bit more. Um, more of a uh, kind of gives them more of a variety um, of itinerary so um, although I will say that <laughs> that you do pay a premium for the double dips so they are very popular itineraries but um, you will pay a little more for those the fantasy definitely has um, a much greater variety of itineraries so they it mostly um, sails seven night Eastern and Western Caribbean uh, itineraries. The Eastern Caribbeans sail to ports like St. Thomas, St. Martin, Tortola, and the Western Caribbean um, itineraries sail to ports like Cozumel in Mexico, um, the Grand Cayman, Jamaica, and the Fantasy also has um, an 11 night Southern Caribbean sailing with stops in Aruba, Barbados, Martinique, St. Kitts, and Puerto Rico. And you want to talk about paying a premium. <laughs> if that that 11-night Southern Caribbean sailing um, is extremely expensive, but it's, it's really cool, all the stops that it goes to um, and leaves out of Port Canaveral. Each of those sailings, all the 7-night se- sailings and, and the 11-night sailing, all include a stop at Castaway Key as well. So um, both ships also do Halloween on the high seas and very maritime cruises. So you'll be able to experience both of those um, on each of the ships. And the Fantasy does the Star Wars Days at Sea um, on select itineraries. So I know those are very popular. A lot of people like those as well. Um, so... For the itineraries category, I think it's um, safe to say that the fantasy definitely offers um, a larger variety of itineraries. And for that reason, um, the fantasy gets the point for the itineraries category. So that will wrap up the dream class head-to-head competition um, for the I guess, the best ship. So just to recap, the Fantasy won the dining category. The Fantasy also won the adults activities category. The Dream won the shopping category. The Dream also won the stage shows category. So they were neck and neck through four, and then the Fantasy pulled away at the end. The Fantasy won... Um, each of the pool decks, the kids' activities, and the itineraries category. So the Fantasy is your winner in this first matchup of the um, Disney Cruise Line ships. It did go um, a little bit longer than my planned time, so I apologize for that. I hope you enjoyed the episode, and I hope you will uh, look forward to my next episode where the Disney Magic will be going head-to-head against the Disney Wonder 
um, for the classic ship uh, supremacy. So stay tuned to see who um, who takes that competition, and then we will see who faces off against the fantasy um, in the final head-to-head showdown. So again, thanks for listening, um, and uh, I hope you all have a great week. As a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter at the DCL Dude, or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash DCL Dude Podcast. Please feel free to ask a question or leave a comment or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes uh, and leave me some feedback. And of course, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening.